What is good, good people? You are now listening to another episode of Since We Last Spoke with Danny Foxworth. I am your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth, and once again, we're joined by an extremely special guest. You know her around Chucktown. I mean, she's got the hands that are super gifted. I mean, you see her artwork all around town. You know her. You love her. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Mandy B, a.k.a. BB Bricks in the building. How are you this evening? Hi. I am fine. Good. How are you? Doing great. Glad to have you on tonight. So, uh, first thank off, thank you, thank you for having talk me. About, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. First, I want to I want to know what it was like for young Mandy growing up in the Chuck. Um, fun, but hard. Um, yeah, I lived a rough life. Grew up in the city. Those who those who are from the city know what rough is. So. <laughs> hey, so uh, what was it that drew you to uh, becoming an artist? So I always had like a love for art. I always did art in school, everything. I was that girl who you paid as graffiti and stuff like that, painting up under the bridge and around those things. And then um, I was in a line of field that I did not like. Um, working in a, a lab and then COVID hit. So I lost my job and I went on this whole seven day water fast to figure out what's next in life. And at the end of the fast, this happened and then it just turned into something I couldn't even imagine. And I just been staying consistent with it since then. So we're we've like seven years in, but I've been selling art since COVID. Oh, nice. So um, w- at what age did you know that you had a, a serious talent for art? Um, Since I was in school, when anything I did in art class, never got to go home to my mom because the school can't pay. Got you. <laughs> so do you remember the and first And I've always piece- made like this. Huh? I said, do you remember the first piece that you sold? I do. What uh what piece was that? Uh it was four pieces sold together. It was a paid in full piece, a black is beautiful piece, uh uh I think it was like this um money talk bullshit walks piece I did. They were terrible. Uh, but he's still he's still a collector. He still buys a lot of art. So nice. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, do, who were your biggest art influences and inspirations? Um, truthfully, I don't have anybody. My struggle is my biggest inspiration. My motherhood. Uh, my life is my biggest motivation. I sometimes don't go as deep as other artists because it's pretty much sometimes surface because I'm a hustler. So I look at it like I'm a painter who hustled that turned into an artist. Gotcha. Well, um, the Money Man Art Exhibition, 
I remember, I think the first time I saw you, found you on yeah. IG, that was the first thing. That's the thing that really drew me into your page was the money man art. So what what was uh what was the uh, process in going about creating that theme? That's my baby. Oh, I birthed that man. Um, so with the money man art, truthfully, how that happened was I was trying to get something from someone, and I didn't want to pay full price, and he was just so stingy. So stingy. And I was like, you just, he's, that moment with him sparked the idea, but working with it and going through it and sleeping on it is what created it. So that's what did that. And then it just turned into this character that I just kept remaking and trying to add like different things to it because it's so much surrounding that. And money is the motive to a lot of things and a lot of people. And that's how he was birthed in um, the collection. So every time I make one, it sells immediately. Um, it's probably about like 15 paintings out there among three people. Wow. Yes. Okay. So, and, uh, everybody loves the money. Yeah, including myself, man. I, I, I love those pieces. I was just, I was so drawn to them. Um. The opening up the empty canvas. It's a uh, gallery slash event center. So, okay. how did you? Um, what was your? Uh, br- what was the brainchild behind empty canvas? Okay, so I just want to put this out there. I do not own the empty canvas. I'm just the first person to do an event space in there. Okay, and then I work very well with the guy who actually owns it. Mr. McCormick actually owns the empty canvas, not me. I just was the first person to throw an event in there and just an event to set the standards of what type of events he wanted to curate in his space. So I I think people took it as in that because I've been helping people rent the space out and stuff like that because I enjoy the space and I want to bring more art to North Charleston. And I'm passionate about doing art classes with kids and working with the community. So he just provided a space for me to do that in. But it is not my space. It belongs to Mr. McCormick. And I just love the space. So that's how I ended up in there. And I did the three-day art event, which was his grand opening for the space. And my so it just benefited both of us. Nice, nice. And the first and going in there the first time for your exhibition, that was the first time that I got to see your beautiful art in person. And I I was so just drawn in to the, the beauty of the art. I I honestly I I could have camped out there and just stared at your paintings because like the Basquiat one behind you, the young Dolph one, I love the Hendrix one. I mean, it was just so oh, many yeah. great pieces. And I love how you situated everything in like on the walls and in the different corners of the room, like with the rotary dial phone. That was just I love the just the nostalgic touch of that. I dug that a great deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I travel a lot and I lived a lot of places. So from my previous life before this, um, I've experienced a lot of things and I just was trying to create that feel and bring it to Charleston and just set this 
standard and we're going to move forward with that standard. Um, it stopped, but I guess it's back on. Okay, uh, just keep talking. Oh, yeah. So basically just setting the standards for other artists and just bringing something new. Because I feel like a lot of us in the city travel, but they don't really get the experience what goes on in the city. We experience a lot of tourist stuff. We just don't go to the club. But if you actually go to L.A., Atlanta, Miami, New York, the underground art scene you actually go to like the underground art shows in these bigger cities, they're amazing. The artists are amazing. It's inspiring. It provokes like a lot of emotion, which it should. And I wanted to bring some of that there. Um, and I have a couple of events coming up. So February 10th at the Empty Canvas, I have the Bucket Hat painting set. So tickets are on sale. And that's where like, Everybody get their own bucket hats and they get to paint it. Because, like, during my three-day event, I was actually supposed to design these and sell them for, like, merch. But I let, like, the kids do this one and the adults do this one. And it was just, like, so much fun. I'm like, man, I have to run it back. And everybody got to get their own hat and paint their own hat and stuff like that. So we have that coming up on the 10th. And then... um the first week of March, we have the erotic painting set with the moth, the new model. May it's for everybody, but I'm trying to gear it more towards couples to create a sexy, intimate, classy atmosphere. And then March 15th and March 16th, I'm having my first like fine art art exhibit. No installations, but I'm doing Faces of Charleston. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see, like, the process I've been taking with certain art and just capturing, like, that, that feel of Charleston and the faces of Charleston, like, the people who um, make palmetto roses, palmetto baskets, um, just, you know, the elders, and recreating the Sugar Shack from our night scene. So in the next 20 years or five or 10 People can look back and be like, oh, that's how the club looked in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, I I can't wait to see the the finished product with the sugar shack for sure. Um, also discovered that you are a Red Sox fan. So for Boston, I like the Patriots. I like all of well, I'm actually <laughs> I like live sports. I really do. But I am a fan of whoever I... Did I curse or no? I'm a fan of whoever I deal with at the moment, whoever team he is, I'm a fan of that team. Okay. I'm not really a Boston fan. He was and I... (laughs) Oh, got you, got you, got you. So I did see that you took a trip to Fenway Park. What was that like for you? Amazing. I, I absolutely love Boston. I love I love the whole like New England area. Like I've been traveling back and forth to Boston 
in Portland, Maine and like New Hampshire and places in between like that. And I really like it out there. Like I like the Fenway Park reminds me a lot about Charleston. Like we went through so much with the Charleston Strong and they it's like an up north little Charleston. And I love Charleston so much. Like the people here are so friendly and they love their city, like how we love our city. And they just come together and it's just it just feels good. Like the energy feels great. So w- when did you move to Charleston? I am from downtown. I am from Charleston. Originally oh. from born and raised in Charleston. I moved to New York around 1920. I moved back from New York at the age of 25, 26. And then I lived in between other places like Atlanta, Charlotte, Florida and shit, like small residencies and stuff. Okay. Until motherhood locked me down. Understood. So now we're going to get into the five question segment. So the first and last question are the same question that I ask every guest I have on here. Questions two through four are 100% random. So question number one, what were Mandy's go-to school lunch items? Um, green. <laughs> hey, good. Green Fair and... Fair enough. Green and apples. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, question number two. What's one thing that you feel social media needs less of? Um, one thing I think social media needs less of is hate. Hatred. Misery. Like, there's so many beautiful people, so many people doing things, so many people just showing what they have going on. And I hate when people pick at other people and tear them apart for no reason. And I hate seeing it. So I don't even read comments because it's just so negative. I just hate the negative aspect of social media. Yeah, smart move not reading the comments. Uh, question number three. What's a place that's no longer in Chucktown that you wished would come back? So there's this spot called Ernie's that used to be on Spring Street and it had the best okra soup in the world. Like I missed their food so much. I like their lima beans and rice. Best food. I wish they would come back. I wish we would have more soul food, honestly, versus Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, I hear you. I miss another spot that was like that was an Alouette's Cafe. Used to be on Reed Street. Mm-hmm. I miss that place too. Yep. Used to go there every Saturday to get my fish stew. Oh, yeah. Listen, there was a lot of little soul food places in between downtown. And then, like, it just, boom. And now there's nothing no more. And no shade to Hannibal's. But Hannibal's is not Hannibal's 10 years ago. Yeah. And now every time I drive by where Alouette's used to be, and I see it's a damn hotel now, and I just get sad. Mm Mm-hmm. Dave's, Dave's too, like Dave's Seafood and Martha's and like, it's just, the soul food is not, like, I don't know, but I do miss Ernie's Okra Soup. I do miss Ernie's restaurant on spring. 
Uh, question number four. What's your morning routine like? My morning routine is um, the alarm goes off at 5.30. The kids get ready. The kids go off to school. I run. I work out. And then emails and then painting. And that's my morning routine. And then nap time. Hey, naps are crucial. Naps are naps are key. Yeah. Na- that's yeah. I always say sleep is my favorite snack. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and last question. What's the last thing that really made you laugh? So I have someone in my, I have somebody in my life and they always make me laugh. Like I cannot not laugh when I'm around them. It'd be the dumbest stuff, but they bring a lot of laughter to my day. Like I feel good at the end of the day because I know if I talk to them, I'm going to laugh so hard. And I feel like it's crucial and important that everybody laugh at least hard, at least once a day. Because what's ending a day and not laughing? Where's the joy? You ain't got to be happy all day, but we got to have like some moment where there's some spark of enjoyment. I could not agree more. World needs more laughter, but hard laughter. Like you said, you, you, I love how that you were specific about it. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, like a D's nut type of joke. I'm like the worst dad joke type of mom. So I'm always in everybody's face. Um, the white, the white around your mouth, D's nuts. I can on everybody nerves. So it's contagious. One hundred percent agree. So, um, where can the people find you on social media? So my uh, social media handle for Instagram is BB Breaks and Facebook is Man B. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Twitter. I don't really be active on Twitter, but y'all, if y'all want to follow me, BB Breaks on Twitter, B-E-B-E-B-R-I-X-X. And I'm not sure when this interview will drop, but by the morning, my website will be launched and it's called www.artontikistreet.com, which is where you'll be able to find all my art, all my merch and some new things that I have coming. And I am basically in the process of changing my name from BB Breaks to going by my government, which is Mandy Bennett. And getting rid of the Brixie art, which people know so long, and turning Brixie art into art on Tiki, T-I-K-K-I Street.com. Man, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that that webpage come come back up. I was went to Brixie Art and I saw it wasn't there. I was like, oh. But I love that you're making a return. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's time to rebrand and um like a lot of people don't know where the bricks come from, but it's time to part with the name. It's been it should have been parted with it. So it's just rebranding. Um the art that I've been doing, I love that people love it, but I'm now stepping into like fine art and getting into a different range of art to show like my ability and what I'm capable of doing. And so I'm just re I cannot not stop being sexy. I can't help that. But I Wanna get that that model rub off of me and the name BB Bricks 10 from that. So I'm trying to become more professional and be treated professional and taken serious like a professional. Understood. That change is good. I can dig it. 
So um, mm-hmm. once again, thank you for being a guest on here. I, I really enjoyed hearing you share your story and how you got into doing art. It was had a great time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And shout out to Sheldon for putting the interview kind of together. <laughs> <laughs> My man Shelton Star. I got to get him on the pod too. Yes, you do. My Geechee cousin is the best. Yeah, he he he's super good people. So now I want to say thank y'all for listening to Since We Last Spoke. Make sure you like, download, and subscribe to Since We Last Spoke with Danny Foxworth. Make sure you follow my YouTube page. I'm at Danny Foxworth843. You can find all of the video episodes of all of my podcasts, um, for both podcasts, I should say, for Since We Last Spoke and also my baseball podcast, At The Plate with Danny Foxworth. And for Mandy and myself, this has been another episode of Since We Last Spoke. And until next time, y'all be good. Peace. Bye.